It's the Craig Rugby Podcast. It's the midweek edition prior to the Connacht trip to Benetton for round four of the Rainbow Cup. And this week I've got Craggy Statsman, Danny Deegan. How's it going? And Lindley McKenzie from the Galway Advertiser. Good evening all. Okay, before we get to chat to Lindley and Danny, um, let's hear some of the highlights from the press conference today where Dennis Buckley and Pete Wilkins were talking to William Davis. Big day coming up for you, 200 caps on the horizon. That's uh, that's some achievement. Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's obviously a, a big milestone and one I'm proud of. Um, I suppose with the week that's in it and the importance of the game, you know, it's 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 nice to recognise it, but at the same time, the focus is on the game. Um, in a way, it's it's no more important than one nine nine or two oh one. Um, but yeah, look, it's, it's it's great to get there and uh, something I'm proud of. But but my focus this week now is 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 on the game and my performance this weekend and the team's performance. Yeah, I expect I expected you to say that, and that's that's the the strength of a team man. But still, if you go back to uh, the third of September two thousand and eleven, which is a fair while ago, yeah. uh, I think Ronan Lockney walked off and you walked on to to play in Benetton for your yeah. first cap. On a boiling hot evening, I think it was well over thirty degrees there. What were you? What were you expecting out of a career of professional rugby at that stage? Had you any sort of idea where you were going, or was this just I, I've arrived at the, the starting point? Um, it's it, it's funny. Like I do, I do remember that game quite well. Um, so like you said, it was very hot, and they actually broke it down into four quarters. So there's a water break on sixty minutes, and that's when I came on. Um, because of how hot it was. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I suppose at that stage, my goals were to go as as, as, as far as, as I can. Um, like, up until then, the big goal had been to, to get my first cap. And now, and then after that, it was get my next cap and then try and get a start, which I think I did later that year um, against Edinburgh at home in the sports ground. Um, but yeah, like, in a way, it's, 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 it's a long time ago, but in another way, it doesn't seem that long ago either. So, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. There's another little challenge for you. Benetton are involved in this. Seven seven tries in roughly 100 games, the last of which was against Benetton in 2016. So it's time for a try. You haven't scored a try other than under Pat Lamb. So uh, a try on uh, Saturday evening uh, in Benetton to cap off the 200. <laughs> um, yeah, let's see what happens. Like It's it's certainly not going to be one of my goals for the game, but, but if it's a... Uh... If it's a consequence of us getting a good win that I can that I can get a try, well then so be it. But um, yeah, no, like I said, my focus will be on on trying to perform well, like individually, and and then obviously adding to the team's performance and getting a result because like three so three from three, they're top of the league. It's you know the the last time we went over there was warm, but not as warm as it's going to be this weekend. And they play a pretty good brand of rugby. You know, they move the ball from side to side. They play quite deep, but but it's actually quite hard to defend against that because. It can be quite energy sapping to try and go after, like with our line speed to try and go after their attack if they get around us. So um, it, it's going to be a tough game. The last game was very tough. We won it in the last play of the game. Um, they're three from three, top of the table. It's like you know, we, we understand how, how difficult it's going to be. Um, but I think we have a pretty good plan um, in place to, to combat them this weekend. It's a must-win game coming up against, and it's not normally Benetton that you associate with that type of statement. But they've uh, they've kind of torn this competition open a little bit with three wins. Yeah, they've done really well in fairness, and and I think you know considering the season they'd had with you know they'd be 
obviously disappointed with where they finished in the um, in the conference and results wise. But um, no, they, they've got their act together and, and play some really exciting rugby as well. I think there's it's probably a misconception of their season before that in in the Pro 14. You know, they actually uh, actually played some really good rugby, but it was it was the sort of final stage of turnovers and penalties that probably cost them. Uh, greater success in the competition so the capacity there to play has always been there I think and um, you know they've managed to um, manage to either execute the final pass or, or, or get that little bit of success that they probably were missing earlier in the year so they're a threat and we'll have to uh, we'll have to be on our metal in order to to deliver. Kind of got a steel wind down there uh, sometime this season it's hard to keep track because of all these the way the season's been so broken up but it really was a last minute they were distraught at the end of it. Um, what do they actually bring? Because what's what's their brand of rugby? What are you looking out for from them? Well, I think first and foremost is is that they do play. They do have a crack, and um, you know, as the game gets unstructured, and if you if you give them too much possession in sort of chaotic scenarios, then they're actually really good at causing you problems. If you look back at last season as a whole, or the the Pro Fourteen season just gone. Um, they were still the fourth best team in the competition for generating run meters. Um, and I think they were the second best team for kick meters. So overall, they were the best team at earning meters down the field. So there was an enormous threat there and an enormous, um, I suppose, quality and potential. But it was the conceding of those turnovers that often undid them. And the game we played over there, we went in there with that knowledge and knowing that it was really important not to... Uh, not to give them any loose possession, I suppose. And, and they were still able to hurt us with those run metres and kick long. And, and even when we thought we were exiting fairly efficiently, they kicked it back even longer. So we spent large parts of that game finding it really challenging to get out of our own half. You know, it's something we'll have to think carefully about in terms of how we approach the game this week. So that potential to play, that ability to play has always been there. Um, so it's, it's been the turnovers that have cost them. So from a defensive point of view, to make sure we apply enough pressure to keep those turnovers coming will be really important. Uh, but equally, um, you know, to respect the fact that they are a threat with ball in hand and, um, you know, we'll need to do a good job against them. Okay, Danny, as our resident stats man, Dennis is on 200 caps. Throws three stats that people might not know about. Okay, well, he actually made his debut away to Benetton all the way back in September of 2011. Uh, kind of won that, won that day uh, 11-9. Uh, he then made his 100th cap against Cardiff Blues in November uh, 2016. And Connacht also won. And just something else to add into that. On his debut, he came on for Ronan Lockney. And on his 100th cap, Ronan Lockney replaced him. <laughs> <laughs> and another stat I have for you, as a coincidence, uh, his last try for Connacht was actually also against Benetton in the 2016-17 season. Uh, that was 98 games ago. Well, lots of stuff there for Dennis. <laughs> but anyway, Lindley, you've watched him all through the years, probably more than any of us. Um, he's a heck of a rugby player. He's a heck of a rugby player and he's a heck of a nice person, I have to say. You know, what more can you say for someone who sort of came from Roscommon, uh, played his rugby with Craigs and has has been a Connacht man through and through and, you know, all his all his career. You know, um, Dennis is a player who has probably just given everything in terms of his playing career to Connacht. And I think that deserves recognition, you know, 
for, for, for just that. He he was asked questions like, why didn't he leave? He he was today. He said he had been had two you know serious offers that he had considered, but at the end of the day, he was a Connaught man and he loves Connaught and he wants to continue, you know, playing for Connaught. And I think that sort of attitude is rare. You know, I think in professionals today, I mean, I, I know times are slightly different from when he made those decisions, but, you know, it's it's he's he's a really huge part of of who Connett of what Connett is, you know, and, you know, he's just on the field as well. He, you know, he. He adds something, you know, around the pitch. He adds something to the scrum. He's dynamic. He's technically good. You know, the coaches to say that he it works extremely hard. And what more can you ask from someone, you know, for, who plays for Connacht and who play, would play for any rugby club? And he's apart from that, he's a thoroughly nice person. <laughs> the only thing we could ask for him is, is as a man who's still only thirty, which means he should have some years hopefully left playing for Connacht and with a bit of luck Ireland because he has to be the most unlucky player not to have been capped so far for Ireland and with a bit of luck we'll see that change in the not too distant future okay so moving on talking about players futures um, there's news from the other side of the Irish Sea that, that Sean Gareth O'Brien is possibly on his way to Exeter which would be a, a huge blow for Connacht because he really has blossomed as the at this season sort of drifts on and drifts on but but certainly it's he's taken the bull by the horns in the last few weeks and and has turned into a really important player for Connacht Lindley. Yeah, I think um, Sean O'Brien is probably one of the players who is really benefiting from the kind of merger that has undergone with Andy Friend with the the academy and the senior players, you know, once upon a time, they were quite separate. They, you know, they did their work separately. They live com- you know, se- completely separate. Now they're actually training and, and almost living with those senior players. And I think they're only benefiting from it because their standards are rising all the time. And at the same time, they're pushing some of the older fellas as well, you know? So I think Sean O'Brien is definitely one who has benefited from that. I really did not know much about him, you know, to be honest, until, until, you know, the last season or so when he started playing for the A, the A games and then certainly this season when he came in he has really really blossomed he has the look of a you know a, a Robbie Henshaw about him he's big and he's strong and he's physical and he has just slotted so easily into that center role that you know it's hard to believe that he is actually you know um was only an academy player so I think he's you know I think it's a huge loss because you know he, it's not it's rare that Connett develop sometimes it's not always that Connor can develop a homegrown player you know and to lose one now who we have developed we can't blame them let's face it if you got an opportunity to go to Exeter you know the champions of England you know you'd be very tempted too but it is it, it you know it is it is a big blow I think for Connor let's hope that it is only a rumor but um I wouldn't bank on it okay another just before we start talking about the the match, the, the the upcoming game against Benetton. Um, we had a bit of good news in the injury front today, but before I give you the rest of the injury updates, the, the number one one for me was that Jared Butler is back and there was talk about the possibility of maybe Jared getting selected for the Ireland team for the games against Japan and the USA that are coming up, um, which would be a huge boost to Connacht um, as it would stop him being an NIQ player. 
What do you think, Lindy? Is, is this a possibility or are we just daydreaming here? Well, I don't think it's a daydream. I think it will be difficult enough. Um, you know, Jared has had a, 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 you know, a share of his injuries. But I think Jared is one of a player who would um, always offer a lot to any team for whom he plays. You know, he came over here as an NIQ player. He was very quick in assuming the captaincy. You know, he, he's a, a very well-spoken, well-educated player. Um, and I think he would offer a lot to any team. And, you know, in addition to that, obviously, um, he's very versatile, as in he can play across the back row and has done on many occasions. And, you know, he shows he's shown his leadership leadership qualities. You know, they're not maybe the all-singing, all-dancing type of leaders that, you know, others may be, but, and he is very kind of quite quiet, you know, um, but he's, he's, I think he likes to set examples and he tries to play by example. And I think maybe that's been one of the frustrating things that he's actually had to go through with, with some of the injuries that he's had. I think it would be a huge boost for him for Connacht. It would prove success of the NIQ system um, as well. So that's an added bonus. And it would also, um, you know, allow Connacht, you know, to, to have another one. Danny, do you have dad there? No, I think uh, Lindy's nailed it on the head. Um, I think looking at Butler, uh, he's a great leader and any coach would love to have a player with his versatility being able to play uh, any position in the back row. Fair enough. Yeah, keep it simple. Keep it straightforward and let's, best of luck to Jared. Um, so the rest of that injury update which is one of the more positive ones this season Jared is back Matt Healy is back Paul Boyle is back another possible for an Irish squad you'd hope uh, Oshin Dowling and somebody who's been on a long term injury list is, is Colm the Butler he looks as though he's he's back ready for selection as well so it's nice to see so many players back um, we still have a few guys on injury reserve um, that they, we won't see again this season but one that that is if there was another game, if there was a third game we might have seen, would be Tom Farrell. But um, he's back in training, but he won't quite make it ready for uh, one of the next two games. But great to see that he's um, back on board and ready to go. So, Benetton, Danny, Benetton are top of the Rainbow Cup table. Can we beat them? I think we can. Um, I think this, this Rainbow Cup has been superb for them uh, they had a, a very tough year in the Pro 14 uh, they drew one game and lost 15 but in that they picked up six losing bonus points so they were never too far away uh, when they did lose um, but in saying that like I, I'm sorry and we, we knew that when we, we just stole the win from then the last play of the game the last time we played um, but we seem to have a bit of a a uh, hex over them. We've won our last seven games against Benetton, uh, scoring bonus point tries in five of those games, and three three tries in uh, the other two. So we 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 seem to be able to we've we've got their number a little bit, um, and I think they would have learned a lot from the last game, where Benetton aren't exactly they're they're not a pushover, um, and if you give them give them a chance, they they can take it. Um, it'll be just interesting to see if they can pull back um, uh, their skills. Like they, they were quite sloppy. They gave up a lot of, lot of ball. They conceded twenty-one turnovers in that game. So it'll be interesting to see if they, they can change that around as well. Yeah, Lindley, and you're looking at, at Kieran Crowley on his way out there, but he's, he's produced some very good 
teams in in Benetton they're they're a really good team to watch and and with the weather forecast looking as though it's going to be 22 or 23 degrees even by five o'clock in the evening um on Saturday um it it could be a cracking match yeah I think Benetton are now reaping probably possibly the benefits of Kieran Crowley's coaching for the last few years um look they've got a number of internationals that they'll have back they they are a team growing in confidence and while their pro 14 season wasn't the best let's face it they nearly bit Connacht and had it not been for some Bundyaki brilliance they probably would have and in fact I think we were all on the edge of our seats that night you know watching it and although I know uh, Pete Wilkins referred to today that they never thought they'd lose that game I'm sure most of Connacht watching it would have thought that it was it it was quite possible um, so they have really developed. They're a tricky, tricky side, you know. They don't play kind of conventional, necessarily conventional, you know, rugby. And they have a lot of talent there and a lot of threats. And I think Connett, the only good thing about that that last near near miss in Benetton was the fact that Connett has studied them just, you know, so much more, possibly more than what they have before, because, you know, it was a it was a real sort of kick up the backside type mm-hmm. of, of game for them. And so I know that they will have learned how to deal with some of the issues that they're going to face with Benetton. Um, I'm delighted that where Benetton sit. I'm delighted that, you know, I think that, you know, it's it's quite easy for people to say, oh, it's the Rainbow Cup and people have taken their foot off the pedals, et cetera, et cetera. Well, so what? Benetton have shown that they do care and they're professionals and everyone should care about whatever the tournament is and be professional. And so I'm delighted that they sit there, that they're sitting where they're sitting. Now, the trouble is there's a whole lot of people, I think, teams sitting quite close behind <laughs> Um, and so, we, and 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 Connacht are one of those. So I think, you know, Benetton will go out to maintain that hundred percent record. Connacht, if they are to get to, if they are to have any hopes of getting to the final, they just have to win it. And um, I think we will see. Um, I think this is a real key game for Connacht to back up the Munster win this time around going away from home. It's usually been opposite in, in many ways. You know, we go away from home, we come home and then we lose, et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, here's another opportunity, back it up. There'll be a few changes in personnel, I'm sure, because as you mentioned, there's some of those players coming back, you know, from injury. And obviously a big one is Bandiaki, who will be back, who we expect will be back. And he will definitely, um, he'll be chomping at the bit as Bundy always is. And, you know, let's face, he was the hero the last time out. He may not be the hero this time, but his presence, just his presence on the field, his enthusiasm, his leadership role, everyone, he, we need a Bundy out there, actually, I think, with, with, with that team. So I would expect Connacht to win this match. Um, I'd be very disappointed if they didn't. Nice. Yeah, even though Connacht have only lost the one game, actually there's six teams who have only lost one game with Benetton having lost none out of the three, but Connacht are still seventh um, on points difference. Um so yeah, they could do it a win to have any chance, but they're still quite a distance away from getting to the final. But you just never know. What do you reckon, Danny? Are kind of going to come away with a bonus point win? Because the chances are there's two teams probably going to get bonus point tries in this game. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you look at both teams and how they like to play. They both like to throw the ball around and they both know how to score tries. Um, so you could easily see bonus point tries for both teams. Um now, I'd hope if Connacht can keep up the defensive effort that they, they had against Munster, 
maybe we'll be able to stop them. Um, but no, I do I do think Connacht will win. Um, I'm going to hold off on the bonus point, though. I, I think it'll be a lot tighter than that because I do think Benetton might have turned a corner uh, and winning is a habit. It most certainly is. So let's hope Connacht continue their winning habit, having won their last game, um, and they continue their winning away habit because they've won more this season than they've ever won in a in a season away from home. Um, and that we have something positive to talk about on Saturday evening. And I'm going to finish this podcast on a lovely little story that was told today at press conference. Go. Um, and it was Michael Corcoran from RTE who mentioned it um, in the press conference today when uh, apparently uh, the then manager of Connacht Rugby at the time, back in 2001, and we all know that, that was um, John Fallon, uh, received a letter from a lad who was desperate to be um, a mascot. And that mascot, that boy just happened to be none other than Dennis Buckley. So I think it just goes to show that there's, you know, he's a, he's a Connacht lad through and through. He had his opportunity to be a ball by 2001. What a wonder. He, all he said he wanted to do was hold Eric Elwood's hand onto the pitch. And it's fascinating. It's fascinating that if you look back on his history um, with Eric Elwood, you know, with a lot of those players, you know, possibly all his dreams have been fulfilled, but they've only been fulfilled by a lot of hard work on his part and a lot of diligence. And I think he deserves all the accolades this weekend. He most certainly does. And of course, it was Eric who gave him his first cap too. So <laughs> nice little way to round off the whole the whole Dennis Buckley story. So yeah, let's leave it there. Great stuff. Thanks, Lenny. Thanks, Dan. Here's William. Eight teams are in action in the Northern Hemisphere version of the Rainbow Cup this weekend. And some teams are rested. Fixtures commence on Friday the 28th of May with Munster versus the Cardiff Blues. That game, 7.35pm kickoff, And three games on Saturday, May the 29th. Ulster versus the Scarlets at 3pm. Benetton versus Connacht at 5.15pm Irish time. And Dragons versus Glasgow at 7.35pm. Loose, cut it loose. Break out or nothing changes. Sad and confused. Don't wait until you.